Hello and welcome back to the Football Foundry, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I am your host James and this week I am joined by Matt. How are you doing? Hello, I'm alright. I've literally just got in from football and eaten too many fruit pastels, so it's like a bit meh, but I'm sure I'll be <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll be alright in a couple done... of weeks. You've done what? <laughs> Well, you know I play football on Monday night, and I like yeah. I knew we were rushing to record, so I was like, I couldn't be bothered to cook anything. But I knew I had a packet of fruit pastels in my cupboard. But I, like, my eyes are sometimes bigger than my <laughs> stomach, so I've literally just eaten the full packet. Then like had like a pint of milk to like wash it down. And what? <laughs> what a weird combination, and what a weird start! We are know. a football podcast, in case anyone's wondering. We're not really um, a professional football cast. We just wing it. And- this is what here we, we are, do. and if people have listened to us for about sixty plus episodes now, they know we're like this. Yeah, episode sixty-one. Jesus. Yes. That is crazy, isn't it? He's a tad, but um, hey, ranging in, ranging in. I suppose we best dive into this week, like Mourinho dove onto the floor, headed into Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> no. The best bit about the entire video of Mourinho foot tripping over the the. Red, what is it? Velvet rope. Yeah, there you go. I think they call it like a velvet rope. I doubt it's actually velvet, but I think that's what they call it, like a velvet rope. Yeah, it, it climbs over one of them and trips over, and a guy comes to help him. And as they're walking away, <laughs> on the back of the guy's shirt, it says, here to help. <laughs> and it's just brilliant. He helped Hosey, all right? He helped him. If, oh, you, if you've not seen it, literally just type it on YouTube, something like, Mourinho trips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it'll definitely come up. It's been circulating around the interwebs. Don't type in Mourinho fails because that's probably quite a common search at the moment. Yes. With all these United careers, but you might get lots of other things. <laughs> it probably is. Um, so we've seen the uh, UEFA Nations League kick off during this international break, and a lot of yes. people are still extremely confused as to how it even works. I understand it. Do you understand it? I understand it. Brilliant. But that's that's from years of playing it on football. It's been around on Football Manager for seasons yes. upon seasons, so I've known it quite well how it works. But football for the people, that, oh, no. the people live in the real world... <laughs> All you peasants. It might, it, might, it might be a new concept to them, but Football Manager pros know it. <laughs> I'll quickly explain it to those who are still a little bit confused. Uh, so basically how it works is all 55 European teams have been divided into four leagues. You've got League A, B, C and D. Group A is obviously filled with all the top-ranked players, uh, players, top-ranked teams. And down in Group D, you've got the lowest and B and C are your sort of mid-teams. Um, teams in each league are then placed into seeds and drawn out into a group. So, for example, in Group A, we've got uh, four groups. A1 is Germany, France, and Netherlands. A2 is Belgium, Switzerland, and Iceland. How the hell they've even got there, I've got no idea. A3 is Portugal, Italy, and Poland. A4, Spain, England, and Croatia. Um, all of the group winners in League A will compete in the UEFA Nations League knockout phase, which takes place in 2019, where a winner will obviously be determined throughout a final. 
um, for the team that loses their group and finishes bottom and will be relegated into Group B, which will be England. (laughs) (laughs) And they will compete in the lower division in two years' time when it starts again. Um, For those who don't really understand it or know it, it is quite a complex system. But in time, all will be understood and it takes away that boring, dull friendlies within international fixtures and actually brings that competitive edge back to it. So basically, you've got top four divisions, which is the other A's. All the, if whoever can finish bottom in those divisions go relegated to the B divisions, and whoever win the B divisions get promoted to the A divisions yeah. and so on. Yeah, easy. Yeah, literally. And if, if you manage to work, if Bosnia and Herigrove manage to work their way up to A division, then they win their group by some off chance, then... They're laughing because they got through into the knockout phase. Yeah, man. Yes. So, yeah. Yep, yep. That's that. My question is, is, how the hell are Iceland in group here? Beat England in the Euros, didn't they? That's not really an odd achievement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, semi-finals at the World Cup, thank you. But yeah, yeah easily. <laughs> Look at the opponents. <laughs> yeah, Anytime we played anyone decent, we got beat Belgium twice yeah. and Croatia. Bad home, we've got Croatia in our group as well, but... Yeah. But I don't think it matters if we end up winning these things, to be a, truthful. What? That was a very aggressive but. <laughs> you were like, but! <laughs> but no, it gives, us a, it gives us the chance to feel different plays against strong opposition, so I don't think yeah. it's a competition we should be worrying about winning and stuff like that. I just think it should be a competition where we can test plays against strong opposition before... The real matches start when we've got qualifying for the Euros next yeah. year and whatnot. So there's something like I remember an interview with Gal Southgate. I swear he said it was something like there's 20 games between now and the Euros. I when you think about it, it's mental. I like it though. I like getting this England yeah, team yeah. playing more games it's together. It's good. So. Um, but yeah, it's a lot more competitive. Um, as you've probably seen over the week of international football, Wales against Ireland, for example. Yeah. Cracking game. Um, you've had some others. Someone got battered. Iceland got battered, didn't they? Yes. Did, did Switzerland batter Iceland? There was a 6-0, I can't remember. I think it was that game. Yes, it was 6-0, Switzerland, Iceland, I think. Yeah. Oh. Um, I can't remember who else. France beat Netherlands, did they? Or No, it was uh, Germany, because Pavard... Man. Came out with a the scratch all down his neck from he did studied out correct yeah <laughs> I was gonna Crazy say Belgium stuff. I was gonna say Belgium back Scotland but that was just a friendly on the Friday night wasn't it yeah it was yeah they play so um, one team always misses out because obviously each division has three teams so they all can't play at the same weekend yeah so they're, they're always gonna be like one behind or whatever. so Belgium smashed um, Scotland yes <laughs> I uh, I reached out to some people on the interwebs, on the social social platforms, to find out what people thought about the Nations League. Okay. And mainly, I asked the guys at BGN, who are partners of the Beautiful Game Network. And they're all and, Yankee Doodles. Yes. So I wanted their take on it, as they're not involved. So they're going to be complete neutrals in the fact of, of it being international European football. Yeah. So... Get their opinions, and we'll start off with Philip Grooms, who says, "I like the format, and I hope it will catch on with the way we do World Cup qualifying in Concacaf as a competition on its own." Mm, he's not too fond. <laughs> Fair play. 
Do you know what? Fair point. Completely fair point. I do quite like the, the format of it. Yeah, I know. I think it's good. I, I just think they could have made the leagues a bit bigger because the leagues are going to be hard to like. Well, there's not that many countries in. Well, do you mean in the our league or do you mean in the CONCAF and stuff like that? Because obviously there's not that many in, countries in our league. What else can I say? In our league. Because they're not blessed with 100 million countries like we are in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> hence why they're. Yeah, hence, why they to have, hence why they tend to have <laughs> um, big singular divisions. Like the yeah. top set, top five go through, bottom five, it's bits and pieces like that. That's how we met Panama. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. Elizabeth Brokaw, our Fulham kit winner Correct. from earlier in the year, said, I like that it is now on ESPN Plus and I can watch the games when there is an international break. Instead of just being sad, there is no morning soccer. don't know why I've said that Soccer word. ball. <laughs> and therefore, no morning beer slash mimosa. What's a mimosa? Enlighten me. It's an alcoholic beverage. Oh, there we go. There we go. Um, Elizabeth's husband, I do believe. Unless it's a brother, then this is just getting awkward. Or son. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've not seen a profile. Yes. Just yes from me. Or dad. <laughs> or uncle. Yeah. Or it might, some relation or, or it might be a friend Elizabeth. that have just the same last name. That too, I guess. <laughs> Josh Brokaw says, I like it better than just watching friendlies. Plain and simple. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair yeah, enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, God, I'm really going to struggle with this last season. Kevin McCamish. McCamish, I'm going to guess. McCamish. Okay, we'll go with McCamish. Sorry, Kevin, I forgot that wrong. Um, I'm just waiting for the US to somehow weasel their way in. And he puts in quotes, Europe only? Poof. That's never stopped us before. <laughs> Was that the same deal in World War Two? <laughs> that's the reference he's making. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, that's brilliant. Uh, Ryan Allen says promote. Well, <laughs> I best explain this before going to it. He basically created his own system. He okay. disregarded the question entirely and made his own system up. And he basically said promotion on relegation for FIFA leagues, 238 nations divided into 14 leagues of 17. Good match. Play double round robin league format, basically just playing each other twice, oh, or no. even do a 238 nation World Cup, have a match every single day. This wow. man has got ambition. <laughs> 238 National World Cup? What country would host that? <laughs> God, we'd end up in Azerbaijan or somewhere, wouldn't we? <laughs> You'd have to play. Two hundred thirty-eight nations. Play a home and away game. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah, you'd have to, wouldn't you? But mm. I... a match every single day—that'd be incredible. Oh yes, we'd be all glued to our TVs to see, for example, Azerbaijan versus Kazakhstan in there. <laughs> Maybe not glued to his TVs for those ones. Oh. <laughs> Kina Faso versus the Fiji Islands and <laughs> big games. Oh dear. It's a great concept though, Ryan. I do I do love it. It's very ambitious though. <laughs> Extremely it is ambitious. Very ambitious that. You you raised that one with FIFA and let's see how we get on. <laughs> um Glenn Green said, I think it's brilliant. It means no more pointless friendlies that players don't care about. There is an incentive to play good. Something to win. I think the national team will benefit more, um, more from it. Sorry, um, if people getting called up just for a friendly to make numbers up, for example, Ricky Lambert and whatnot. To be fair, he's got his debut for England. First judge, <laughs> yeah, one on one. Come on, 
I'm pretty sure it was. Oh, God, Ricky Lambert scored. He's actually just come on. I remember it. Harry Kane did a similar thing to be fair. Um, I'm sorry, I'm going off topic. But yeah. There's been a few players that have done that, to be fair. Come on and got a goal and then never seen again. Well, I was going to say, Harry Kane's definitely um, been seen again, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, national teams will always have to compete now because it will play a role in qualifying for bigger tournaments because obviously you get European qualification through it as well. Um, not losing Germ- not losing to Germany 1-0 in a friendly. Beret Danny Ings got his first cap. <laughs> That's the sort of thing he doesn't want to see anymore. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it's a fair point. No, no, we'd, lose, we'd, lose, we'd lose 1-0 to a Germany C team, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. Makes sense Danny Ings would be playing in that one. <laughs> Standard, really. Yeah. And then finally on the... Uh, National League front. Harry O'Neill says, will it have a battle royale mode? What, last man standing play to the death? <laughs> See, why don't we combine battle royale and Ryan's um, submission for the 238 Nation World Cup? You could just have it like, I think it'd take a very long time to get this free. You could have, how many teams was this, did he say? Sorry, 238. You could have yeah. 238 play 237. Whoever won that match then played 236. Whoever won that match played 235. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I see what you're getting at. It would take a very long time. Well, it you'd would. have to well yeah, it would take a very long time because obviously whoever's <laughs> just played would want a few, would need a few days rest. Otherwise yeah. it'd be back to back games. Yeah. It would be insane. That would be insane, but that could be battle royale mode. Or you could have 238 teams play on the same pitch, but that would just be mayhem. Have Imagine that. 238 goals set up on a pitch. Have you seen the, have you seen the three-way football thing? Oh, my God. I've seen... Um, what What's some team... It was on Facebook this week, a video. There's like a sport with was three teams with a... It was that big inflatable ball, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Actually, quite cool yeah, concept. It looks quite fun, though. It does. Looks good. Um, I suppose we best talk about England and their uh, National League opening game. Guess we played Spanier. Spain and lost 2 1. Started off great. Yeah, beautiful play down the left hand side. Shaw and Rashford combining brilliantly. Oh, it's that beautiful. Ball from Luke. Shaw. Pinpoint. Pin Nacho Pinpoint. had no chance. <laughs> could have been argued that Caraval maybe could have got across to him, but didn't happen. And Luke Shaw yeah. just did brilliantly. And the touch initially, I was like, oh my Slightly God. Slightly heavy. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. I thought Caraval might have been able to come around and sweep up, but he never. So. Yeah. It did end up being a heavy ball, but Luke Shaw was able to utilise and get his pace onto the end and just whip it in. It was good. Yeah, his, his fitness clearly showed to be able to keep up with yeah. it because he did hit that about four foot in front of him. He had a, a bit of chasing to do. Yeah. But no, um, beautiful start. But cr- cracking ball in and good finish by Rashford as well. Just show he can finish. Yes, he can. <laughs> the multiple chances that yeah. Rashford actually had. Harry Kane was marked out of the game. Like it was expected, they were going to keep Harry Kane out of this game as best as they could. But the they start. had Busquets dropping back onto him. They had Ramos and Nacho pinning him yeah. down as well, which left Rashford That's... free, and he ended up with majority of chances that he got. That's what I'm get. I was about to get at. It, it showed that England were able to play without Kane at the same time because obviously, if he's neutralised, we it's... must play a different way by trying to feed Rashford. It is promising. It did look good that they were getting Rashford in and getting the chances, yeah. but 
like we were saying before recording, he's not confident enough in front of goal. He, he just needs to. That's that's the like, issue. He needs to be getting a run of games and finish and getting a couple of goals for United. Yeah. There's no sort of chance. Like the one um, second half, where he just smashed it straight at David de Gea. It was like if he put that either side, yeah. it would at least force David David de Gea to actually do something rather than just oh, it's just hit me and just clears it out. It's like yeah, it's um that final decision making from him. Needs improvement. A bit like Sterling, I suppose. Hey, Sterling, Sterling can, just sort of shoots you know, Sterling. <laughs> Rashford's not doing, even doing it for United mm. at the moment, but Rashford's, Rashford's got the quality. He just needs a manager yeah. that plays him week in, week out. I don't... And the argument with Rashford is, is he a striker? Is he a winger? For me, he's a striker, but he'll never get ahead of that team end up yeah. with Lukaku. So, yeah. Do, do you think then it's time for him to maybe leave United? And... On loan? Venture else. Oh, you just think on loan? On loan. Think a permanent move. No, not yet. I think it's still time. It depends if Mourinho, yeah. new manager comes in, different system, might play two up front like Watford are currently. They play Lukaku and Rushford at the top. Proper mixture. Well, of power. England tried it. Proper. Yeah, exactly. It's a proper mixture of power yeah. and pace, and it could work. Yeah. Like, like we we did look a bit of a threat going forwards, which was probably the main. In open play in the World Cup, we, we were poor. Yeah. Like, you just got to admit, aren't you? Majority we we didn't really create much pieces. Of yeah. We had the love train. Set pieces. And we had, we had the, yeah, the love train. train. So, yeah. Oh, I love that love train. I'd love to board it. Uh, oh. <laughs> not in that way. Don't <laughs> don't take this downhill. Just because you just could have to play for Sheffield United. Calm yourself. Son. Yeah. <laughs> Big slabhead. Um... But yeah, he's like you say, a consistent run of games, a bit more confidence shown in him from the manager, a bit of faith. Um maybe even go out on loan, like you say. Like imagine him, imagine him playing game in, game out for a team like Newcastle or just someone like that, someone that needs a striker. Palace. Oh god, he'd do some damage there, but it's whether Imagine but the thing Zahar is, though, United Rashford. don't have a backup striker to to allow Rashford to go out, if you know what I mean. They'll play Lukaku yeah. week in, week out, and Rashford will be on the bench. But if Rashford, I mean, if Lukaku's injured, Rashford would then play, but. Or they'd push Sanchez up front. Oh, Martial. Martial. But yeah. Mourinho just seems, there seems to be an issue there with him and Martial. And I'd... There's an issue with everyone and Mourinho at the minute. Yeah, because there's, been, there's um, been more talk of him and Pogba this week breaking down. It's just like... Yeah, he said something in his, in- his it's like, post-match interview. We have, we have a coach-player relationship, so basically, they don't really get on. He does what he's told and that's it. Yeah, essentially. That's all it is, so... But it, it shows a sort of side to Pogba as well, doesn't it? Saying... Like a lot of people think it's just Mourinho, but Pogba's bringing that up when it's, there's no relevance. And the same at the same time, like, Pogba's won the World Cup, but he hasn't set the Premiership alight while being at Man United this time round at all. Exactly, exactly. Like he's big for his. Boots. If he was to leave United, he wouldn't go down in their history books. No way. Michael Carrick's well, further in there. He would at the moment. Books, most expensive minute. signing, but you know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> most expensive flop as well. <laughs> well, time will tell him the flop part, but. <laughs> um, back to the England game anyway because we're getting majorly sidetracked uh, Joe Gomez started and played the full game how did he get on for you? Solid um, could be criticised for one of the goals but the Rodrigo one yeah. where he runs through yeah. I, th- I think that's more Harry Kane you know I know 
it, Harry Kane's sort of watching him. He's behind him, but he's watching him, and he can clearly see him run through. He doesn't make any attempt no. to follow him. They were they were too zonal for that. I thought. Just more the question of being alert of his surroundings, but at the same time, he did. Yeah. He, there was some strong points. He's still young. He's used to having a centre back polish with Virgil Van Dijk, different defender, different system. Because obviously he's missed out on the World Cup and it was all Gomez. Um, not Gomez. He is Gomez with Maguire and Stone. Sorry, it's just different. But I've like I've said to you many times, and you agree with us. I think he's going to be top draw defender for England. Yeah. So yeah, they're, they're the perfect. Back and these are the sort of games where you can allow young players to come in at a more competitive game, like I was saying before, and they're yeah. allowed to make mistakes. Like I'm not ostracising him saying that it was his fault. It's just questionable that he may have done better or something else in that yeah, situation. Yeah. But these are the sort of games where he can allow... Because it wouldn't bother me if we came bottom of this division and ended up playing in... No. Because there's still, it, some, it, there's it, still it, some good teams in the in the second set of divisions. Like, you know what I mean? It wouldn't be the end of the world if we did drop, but... Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be... If anything, I think we need that. We'd start I think we need to drop down. Because we are not at that level. Like... We're not. We're, we're not, at a B well, level. We're not at that level consistently. We show glimpses, like yeah. England's first goal against Spain. That was top, top draw. Oh yeah, and we had spells. We had spells against Croatia in the World Cup. Well, we started right out the block, looked decent. Belgium, eh, not so much. But we've got mm. like the friendlies last season, where they're like, against Germany, and we get those glimpses. Well, we've had glimpses in friendly, like the Brazil friendly as well. There's been bits and pieces where we can show. Who's shone in that Brazil friendly, by the way? Joe Gomez, mate. Exactly, kept Neymar in his back pocket. Um, I suppose we best uh, talk about that horrific, horrific Luke Shaw injury. It was a real shame, you know, because he was having such a cracking game. I can even remember him making that last-ditch tackle. Yeah. Um, Can't quite remember who it was against, but he, he basically, last man back, got tackling, and it led England up onto a counter-attack, yeah. which were... It was brilliant from him. Um, but then he unfortunately collided with Danny Carvial's elbow by the looks of it. I think it was elbow. And it, was, yeah. it, it looked like it was. But in my opinion, the initial impact, I think, knocked him clean out. I think he was gone as soon as that impact happened. Obviously, the way he's hit the ground as well, because he, his head snaps back as well. Yes. So if it wasn't, if it wasn't knocked out for the initial, that second hit would have done some damage as well. But... Like I said to you before recording, just be glad that it was just a concussion. It'll be out for a couple of yeah. weeks because protocol, but it'll be fine. Give it a couple of weeks. It'll be a yeah. team, Luke Shaw, back it, into the United team. So, Oh, yeah, of course. It it was um, it was worrying at first. Like He was laid still on the ground, like oh, no it, movement it, at it all. Knocked out. It's sort of like, oh my god, is he going to be all right? Is he going to be out for another year? <laughs> like, has he just broke his neck or something stupid? But thankfully, like you say, just concussion, and he will be okay. There was one thing for me that England didn't really do, and it it would have kind of pinned Spain back because their main supply was really coming from uh, Marcus Alonso and Danny Carvial yeah. pushing up the wings. Um. And it was really allowing the wing-backs a bit of freedom and to just keep pushing forwards. Absolutely. As long as they're pushed forwards and essentially playing as wingers, yeah. that's pinning back their two, two points of uh, distribution. Yeah, totally agree. Because Alonso is constantly up. He's like Benjamin Mendy, essentially. Yeah. He's one of the most attacking left-backs in Premier League. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Danny Carvial does it week in, week out for Madrid. Yep. Um, so I feel like if... 
the, the one player that did it a lot for me was Danny Rose, and you saw it a lot towards end of game. Yeah. Um, I think it was more so the fact that Caviar was a bit shaken by the whole Luke Shaw thing. Maybe. Might have um, played on his head a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And Danny Rose was just pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And you could tell it. You could, you could see it a lot more, especially when Eric Dyer came yes. into it as well. Eric Dyer saw that run every single time and pinged it and pinged it and pinged it. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, oh. but the the ambition was there to try and break them down a little bit. Yeah, it was definitely an outlet, an outlet, I should say, that we did try to punish on and play on with, and it did show promise. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, like you said, but it was definitely good to see, at least. Yeah, it's uh, something that they should work on, I think. Cause it, it works all right, but maybe not always a long ball over the top, maybe play it on the ground sometimes. Yeah. Uh, switch it up a little bit because if you're constantly playing long balls over the top, you just revert him back to Route One football, really, aren't you? Indeed, back to Allardyce One Hundred One. Yes, Big Sam. Um, one final thing about the game. Yes, probably going to cause a bit of discussion between us. Danny Welbeck's goal. Just just before we actually go on to this. We were 2-1 down in a game against Spain, yep. and we saw Danny Welbeck warming up on the touchline. Mm. How scared were you? <laughs> Who was going off, Harry Kane or Marcus Rashford? And you were like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, what is about to happen here? And he came on, and I was sat there going, why Danny Welbeck? I know we've got no one else, but why do we have Danny Welbeck coming on at this moment in time? This, then he goes and scores. At this point, I've probably about seven pints in and about ten Jaeger bombs <laughs> in, so I probably wasn't care, bothered that much that Welbeck had come on. But, um, yeah, um, I thought it should have stood, to be fair. I thought it was quite harshly un, uh, quite harsh ruled out. I thought it could have, should have stood. Well, he took himself away. It's, it's not like he's spread out in front of De Gea to purposely trip him no. up. He took himself away. It, there's not much he can really De Gea's do about just it. gone over him and dropped the ball. The only thing he could have argued was that Welbeck pushed the defender into De Gea in the initial. But He pushed Sergio Busquets, yeah. didn't he? But if you watch the replay, Busquets turns around, looks at him and backs into yeah. him. So if anything, right. if Welbeck had gone down, they'd have been saying penalty. But um, so it's... goal for me. Goal, goal, goal. Definitely a goal. And that's just not a biased opinion. That's that's just laws of football. <laughs> the laws of football. <laughs> like, where was, yes, where was VAR? Spoken. <laughs> exactly. Where was VAR? Oh, my God, yes. Ooh. VAR. Dear, dear, dear. Well, I suppose we best move on to people's questions at this centres. Because yeah. uh, one game means not much share. Uh, podcasting content so we reached out for a couple of questions from people and Dean Proud our home and away leader has sent us a couple of questions actually um are young English players better off going abroad for game time because we see a lot of players like Ruben Loftus-Cheek could be one of the main ones that is in a Chelsea setup and realistically is not going to get game time that warrants him a place to be in this England team. Yeah. Um, personally, like, for example, this season you've seen like of Reece Nelson going to Hoffenheim last season. Um, Adam Luckman had a very good spell yes. at RBL. I, rather than... Because the Premiership is full of good players and a lot of Premiership teams seem reluctant to risk bringing in a kid 
because obviously there's so much on the line in the Premiership. Yeah. You're pretty much looking at the top six teams in this league playing for Europe, and the, the other 14 teams are playing to stay in this league. Yeah. That's pretty much how it Essentially, is. Essentially, yeah. So, managers, <laughs> some managers won't feel it's too risky to put in a younger player, and they'll, they'll be more likely to spend money on someone who's more proven. Maybe not even a premiership level, but proving that in a foreign league at a top level, had experience. when a young player in English league might actually be the better option to play in the premiership, yeah. but they're more willing to go for foreign. T- to me, but, but we've got- get, getting a youngster in, say for example, you were the manager of Cardiff, right? And okay. you've got Loftus Cheek sat on Chelsea's bench, not doing anything, oh. right? You inquire about a loan, you get him, right? He will be such an impact on that Cardiff team. He alone yep. could probably even turn their season around and help them survive because of the determination he's got to want to play and just the drive that he's actually got and the actual ability that he's got himself. Yeah. It, it could do bits. Um, it's also on the same point. Were loans made for Ruben Loftus-Cheek this season? Chelsea turned them down because he's a backup player, squad player. Or did Loftus-Cheek even turn them down himself because he wants to get into this Chelsea team? I you can see it that side as well. Without sounding harsh, Jim, I think he's mad if he's going to try and get in this Chelsea team. Ross Barkley's getting games. Why is he Loftus-Cheek? He's got a lot of competition. There's too much competition for him. Ross Barkley's had experience at Everton. He was a first-team player for Everton before he got his injury. Uh, you got Danny Drinkwater there. Um, yeah, got Kovacic on loan from Chelsea. You got Fabregas. You got Kante. You've yeah. got um, what's his face? Uh, Yorgino. Yeah, Yorginho. That's that's six players already, and they tend yeah. to play a three in midfield. So you have got three stars, three backups, and a Loftus Cheek. Where does he yes. fit in in that? Realistically, he, de- he doesn't start well. For me, he's above Drinkwater. Definitely. Personally, the head of Barkley for me as well. See, Sammy likes Barkley. Really likes I know him. he does. And from what you've seen, and to be fair, Barkley hasn't disappointed such playing for Chelsea so yeah, bad this season. If, if he's playing well, granted, play him. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the same, it's the same kind of deal with Marcus Rashford. Well, not to an extent, because I think there's more, there's definitely more cover at Chelsea for yeah. Loftus-Cheek than there's Rashford. But Loftus-Cheek, imagine Newcastle could have had on loan Loftus-Cheek, oh. Rashford... Oh, Tommy Abraham. Oh, oh, oh we're building a team. I, I still think Abraham needs to do a bit more to prove it in the Premiership. But I think Abraham's loan he's had this season is the best loan for him going to the Championship. Fair enough. Then Rashford and uh, Loftus would be unreal. <laughs> Newcastle. Imagine Shelby and Loftus in midfield together. I know. God. Damage limitation. <laughs> well, it's just like just going back to the initial question about going abroad for game time in this league. Like I said, people aren't won't risk playing younger players. Obviously, you've had um, Klopp play Trent Alexander Arnold. That's worked out well. Pochettino's got history of it. He's with like Harry Winks, Harry Kane, Deli Ali, people yeah. like that. The thing is, with Deli Ali, he's played. He he got brought up with MK Dons as well. Yeah. So he's actually played English football, the more rough, dirty side of it. So he yeah. and he's a bit of a physical specimen as itself, so he's actually at that. Rather than most English kids playing under-23 football, where it's the same level, plus most of them are about 20, 30, 40 grand a week to play under-23 football, it's like, it's not really a challenge, is it? Yeah, I see your point. 
So going so going abroad to play for RBL, Hoffenheim, like even James Sancho going to Dortmund, he knew he wasn't going to get proper game time at Man City. So oh, he yeah, went to Dortmund on a permanent deal and he's doing all right for them through there. So Yeah, yeah, doing brilliantly. Um, I do I do think it's a, a way forward for English players because it's not often you see English players in foreign leagues. Obviously, you have the likes of Eric Dyer do it the opposite way, come from Lisbon. Yeah, because he, he started at Sporting Lisbon because yeah. group in Portugal. Yeah, um, so it's it's a rarity to see English players in foreign leagues, and I do think it's a good way for English players, especially young ones, to get experience. And it, I think it, it's hard to say it's against weaker teams, like because you've got your, your, I know like, it your is. French league, your German leagues that have got your dominant teams, but then everyone else is essentially because there's also that lad who's gone to Monaco and on his name. It's, Excuse me at the moment, but there's an English lad that's at Monaco as well. Obviously, also Reese Fox, Fox was at Mönchengladbach last season. Yeah. But the only way these lads are going to get game in, game out, to like minutes in in the Premiership, if they start doing restrictions on the amount of English players that have to play. But I'm sure we've had this argument before on this quite a while back, and it's but it doesn't seem like something that, that well, FA they, will do because I think they'll lose money. They should do what Spanish leagues do. Well, have a have a B team in a competitive 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 division. I'm I'm not going. To, that's actually a decent idea, but I'm not. I wasn't aiming along them route. I, I wouldn't would, go that either. I was more along the lines of you can only have some, and it, like they had to get rid of Yerimina. Well, they were trying to get rid of Yerimina to and to Man United, and then obviously got rid of him to, to Everton, Everton. Yeah, to meet the regulations of having no more than three. Um, non EU players, non EU players. Obviously, Suarez yeah. is exempt because his wife's Italian. But Messi probably that, got citizenship. There'll yeah, be, Messi there'll be more than that. Yeah, but, yeah. But that that sort of concept could do English players a lot of a lot of good in Premier League. Having a sort of a non EU thing. I know England aren't even. There is there is talk due to obviously with due to Brexit. Um, yes. It's going to be harder for players to get work permits in our country. But the thing is, though, the players that we target have already got about 10, 20, 30 cups for their national sides anyway. And that's pretty yeah. much one of, the, one of the prerequisites of getting a work permit in this country. So it's not yeah. going to make much difference. Exactly. So if anything, it's just going to hinder the smaller teams and they're going to have to rely on getting loan players from big teams like your Loftus-Cheeks, etc., etc., to but, stay in the Premier League. Exactly. But is that... The way you say it that way, though, for example, if the Bournemouths, obviously they've got Cook there, who's all right, come in, but you could have Cook with Loftus-Cheek and they're playing game in, game out together, yeah. which would be a good thing. But just... There's, it, many, it, ways, it, there's it, many ways you can look at it and you can different arguments because, like, like I was saying before, like, I don't like the idea. Like, obviously, Spanish division, they've got Barcelona B and yeah. they've yeah. got... Um, what's Madrid's second team called? It's not Barcelona B. It's like... Um, Oh, Castilla Metal, I can't think what it's called off the top of my head right now. It'll battle bug. It exists. Yeah, there's definitely <laughs> different name, but it's their B team. But obviously German teams as well. I think they can play B. I think in their national cup competitions, they they they're allowed to enter B and C teams into well B teams anyways. It's same with like Eredivisie yeah. in Holland. I know you've yeah. got your, your Ajax second teams in there, like they're the equivalent of the FA Cup and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's ways, but. Uh, we just struggle to get English players through through 101 different reasons. To be true, we do. we do. Hopefully, they'll come to some way to to give English players a chance. But 
we will move on to Dino's next question, which is also, if we lose Harry Kane to injury, who else can we rely on in our England team? Um, there's no one that's got many caps. That's the worry at the moment. Um, obviously, Danny Welbeck, but mm, Rashford, one day I think we'll be top draw for England. But after that, who's got a lot of caps for England? Or who's been in around this national team enough? There's people that are... You're forgetting someone. Someone who's had many, many accounts. Do you say Peter Crouch? God damn it, you can read my mind. But you, you're actually going Peter Crouch. <laughs> I, I know how you work, Imagine mate. Peter Crouch in this setup. No. Um... <laughs> Imagine Peter Crouch dropping deep to the centre circle to pick ball up. Yeah, I was going to say, because our, our number nine isn't, isn't even a traditional number nine rule anymore. Like, it's not an Alan no, Shearer. No, you never no, ever no. see Alan Shearer drop back, would you? Nope. Alan Shearer never left the edge of the box, I don't think. Never left the box. Like, well, Gary Lineker, I don't think he ever scored a goal off the box. never left Penny. Exactly. <laughs> but um, there's players and strikers I'd like to see in England. Like, you know my thing about um, Colin Wilson? I think he deserves a chance. Yeah. If Andy Carroll was fit and top form, oh. he, he's in and around that England team, 100%. But he struggles to get the West Ham team now. Yeah, would, I don't see the pitch. Um the strikers in the Premiership. You got Troy Deeney. He's not in England. But he's good man, but I don't think <laughs> Southgate pretty much said it himself. He's a good, he's a good yeah, player for was... Watford, but it doesn't work in England's system. Yeah. Andre, <laughs> Andre really Gray, I don't see Charlie Austin. He's a natural goal scorer, yeah. but doesn't get the games. Danny Ings, no, thank you. Um. We've got no one. Then you're going kids, and you're going like Eddie Nikita, Rian Brewster, who aren't even anywhere near their first team yet. Um, I'm trying to let you go through all the English teams. Like, I keep thinking back to Callum Wilson. Like Newcastle don't even have an English striker to follow back in Liverpool. No, no. Uh, oh Danny Sturridge, but he's knees wrapped in bubble wrap just to last five minutes of game time. That's why he only gets brought on in eighty fifth minute, just so he can last five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do. We play Kane for 85 minutes. That's when he gets injured. Yeah, then bring, bring, storage, bring on. storage on. But apart from that, who have we got? England strikers? It's a struggle. It depends what system we're playing. If we're playing one up front, Rashford gave himself a decent showing. It's just confidence yeah. in front of goal. Um, but after that, and if we're playing two up front and Rashford's already on that pitch. Who do you play upside long with him? Oh, I've, I'm stumped for ideas. Uh, Rashford, for me, is the only fallback. You've got Vardy, who's just retired from international yeah. football. I feel like if Harry Kane was injured, I feel like Vardy would I be think back into would. the set I think Vardy would make himself available. Yeah, I can't Kane see past injured. that because Vardy was essentially Kane's backup because Rashford used to play Yeah, Vardy left. was so... Kane's backup. If, Card- if Kane wasn't... I know called him Cardi there. If Kane wasn't playing... <laughs> yeah. um, Imagine that love child. That'd be Adam Luckman, but he doesn't play for Everton. Kid, mm, he, scored goals in, he scored goals in the Bundesliga last season. He scored goals. Top division, yeah. one of Europe's top divisions. He scored goals, but doesn't get game time for Everton, so he won't get looked at because they'd rather play St. Tossin up top. Hmm. We'll uh, we'll move away from it anyway, and uh, go to his next question. Okay. 
Dan Wordsworth, okay. who also has competed on our home and away section, has sent in. This could be a tasty one. Which five young players would you each like to see break into the England squad before the European Championship starts? Jaden Sancho. Well, that's yours. Uh, let's let's throw some names about first, then we'll break it down. So you've got Sancho. I'll, San- I'll say Cesar Young. Uh, Madison. Uh, Nelson. Hmm. I like the inclusion of Damari Gray. Yeah. Being called up to the World Cup, uh, World Cup squad, sorry, the England squad right now. I like Damari Gray. I'm happy to see him around in that around that team. We'll we'll throw names and then we'll pick a final five. Uh, so you've gone Madison, uh, you've gone Graham Madison and Sancho. I've gone Leicester. Lewis Cook. Oh, good shout! Really good shout. Um, out of the box, thinking Mason Mount from Derby. Good call, Mason Mount. Um, Angel Gomez. I'd love to see him, but it needs, to be, it, needs to be out, it needs to be out on loan somewhere. Yeah. Not, people might not know him. He's a youth player at Man United. He's a he's massive prospect, by get the way. Get Rafa on the phone. <laughs> get, yeah. Get, get him down with Rashford and, <laughs> and Loftus Cheek. <laughs> Where's free being in Newcastle? Because they won't buy people. They can loan yeah, the team. Just loan them. <laughs> okay, you well. can. Uh, okay, another night, you did kid. Axel Twanzebe. Um, Ooh, defensive. We're going defensive. Do you know yeah. what I'm going to throw in there? You probably won't like it, but I'm going to throw him in. Who? Dean Henderson. I don't mind Dean Henderson because he's a local. Goalie on loan for Sheffield United. He's from White... Um, oh, is it Whitehaven? I think it's Whitehaven he's from. I think he's a local lad from Penrith. Really? Well, Penrith area, Carl area. So he's a local lad. So I can't say he used to play for Carlisle. He's from Cumbria, he's though. He's from Cumbria, yeah. though. <laughs> from Cumbria. So Dean oh, Henderson. Okay. Yeah. But uh, it's a no from me because he plays for Sheffield United. Throw <laughs> <laughs> uh, so another name fair, If you said this last week, you did, uh, last season, you said Kieran Dowell. But <laughs> yes, Kieran Dowell. <laughs> but um, so you've just got Dean Henderson, so I need to think of someone else. Uh, Adam Luckman, but yeah, every, I like it. Every games for Everton, which is the issue. Mm. Um, Harry Winks. I'll throw him in there. Why not, Harry Winks? To be fair, last season we were all on the Harry Wings bandwagon. Then he got injured. Yeah, then he just were. then he just struggled to get back into the Tottenham team. But yeah. still, young lad, he's in his way back now, though. He's in his way back. Um, go on, do do us one more, and then we'll pick us five out of them. Obviously, it was on about um. Oh, I mentioned before, Reese Oxford when he was on loan at Munch and Gladbach. He's still nineteen year old defender. He yeah, might, yeah. he might, he might get some game time. A, a good old. A good old FIFA signing. Remember when he was sixteen? Yeah, FIFA, uh, football manager, mate. Snatch on him. Football manager. Yeah. He won Champions League with me for Cardiff. Prodigy. At Cardiff. Prodigy. Right. And to be fair, so, we haven't said Phil Foden. I don't think did we. We didn't know, but we'll throw him in there. I think we've said. Forgot about yeah. Phil Foden. So we've got to break this down to five people. We're breaking this down to five people, right? You pick one person to go from the people we just. No, I mean, go off the list. Oh, deleting. Oh, he's staying. Whoa, whoa. 
<laughs> Your first nominee is gone. Uh, Reese Oxford is my last pick. I've struggled for people. Reese Oxford, for... right? So Reese Oxford is out. I'm gonna. It's a... I'm gonna take out. Um... God, it's tight. This isn't it. I'm gonna take out Harry Winks. Okay. I'll take out. Angle Gomez, cause I it's just not I just it's I'd love to see it. I just don't think it's realistic. I think that's quite a shout. You're breaking. I my know. Heart. I, I'm a fan of him. Um, I put him in the squad. Oh no, what is you? I, you went. I went. Twanzebe. Apologies. <laughs> um. Oh, there's some good players there. You know. I'm trying to think of a midfield, a future midfield partnership. There's a couple in there. There's. You've got Madison, you've got Cook, you've got Foden. You've got Mount, Damari Gray. No, he didn't play centre, but... Out of them, Cook and Madison are getting a lot more game time, so I'm going to get rid of Foden as much as I hate Yeah, it. no, um, I'm all right with that. That hurts a little bit, but yeah, I does. get that. <laughs> um... Got to think, this is only two years' time, so it's it's in the near future. Yeah, I know. You just don't know what's going to happen next week. Every time I get an injury, you might start playing Adam all up and he might start ripping it up. You just yeah. don't know, do you? Exactly. Like, it's Matt not Mason who Mount will, alone, like, it's who we'd like to see, though. Or who would like. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then. Free, free yourself um, up a little bit. This is still hard, mate, saying that. Because I like all these players left on this list I still really like. Yeah. But I've got a pick. Well, we've got a pick between us. Five of them that stay. Yep. Oh, God. I know my next two that I'm going to get rid of. I know one. Dean Henderson. Oh, he was my next one. <laughs> okay, I've got Dean Henderson. Then so it's your pick next then. Right. Well, I'm getting rid of Ryan Sessegnon. Because he's not really done much for Fulham so far this season. I still think he needs to toughen up and just... Be, I'm not saying he won't get to the level. I'm I, I'm on the same way with regard to saying... Because you know how much we bigged him up last season. Oh, like, yeah. We were even talking about him being in the World Cup squad. Yeah. Obviously, that's when he was tearing it up. He's not set the world alight so far this season. He's still a kid, man. He just he still needs to develop, but he'll be, he'll be there. I just don't... I think two years... He might... I hope he does, to be fair. He's mm. an option because he can play all down that left-hand side. But, yeah, i go with that. Oh, so it's my turn again. Wow. Um, We've got three more to get rid of. I like them all. <laughs> Can we keep them all? <laughs> like, Sancho goes for me. Cook does. Madison does. Damari Gray. <sighs> yeah, Damari Gray goes. Then I've got Nelson, Tonzebe, Mountain Luckman. I'm literally picking one more of those four to stay in this squad. Yep. I like Mason Mount. Massively rate him. Massively rate him. Adam Luckman goes from it. No, Tonzebe. What out of the list? Tonzebe goes. Yeah. Tonzebe's gone. I'm going to get rid of. I think in game time currently, Sancho's getting some. Cook's getting some. Madison's getting a lot. Damari Gray. Getting a lot. Mason Mount plays every game. Luckman doesn't get a kick. <sighs> I'm going to get rid of Luckman. Am I down to the last pick? 
Oh my god. To the last I am stitched. Got rid of Luckman. I am stitched up here. You have got to literally pick between Nelson between and Jaden Sancho, Sancho's Reese Nelson, Lewis Cook, James Madison, Demari Gray, and Mason Mount. Which one of those is not going to break into this England squad in the next two years? Oh my 20 God. games. He's going to kill him. Oh no, sorry. 19 now, now that we've played Spain. 19 games these players have got to get into this England team. England games, that is, not, not league games. I'm cutting Reese Nelson and this guy kills me. He was going to be my pick as well, so I am fully agreed with you on that. I just think there's a lot of competition for that sort of position. We have a lot of fast wide sort of yes. players especially with especially with, two years especially time, with Gray being in his final five yeah right oh. out of those now yeah. pick one player for me that you think is going to do it uh, Madison's got to get a call up has to get a call up this season yeah. I can't yeah. see past it <gasps> do you know we've missed yeah. out Ben Chiwell oh is in the cor- Does that change oh, things? Ben Chilwell. Does that change things? Ben Chilwell, Mike. Is there anyone on that in that five that you'd swap out well, for? I him? like them all. <laughs> Is this what you said to your round trees yeah, through no. pastels? <laughs> Mason Mount probably drops out for Ben Chilwell. Right. Well, we're doing it. We're doing it. It's How did we forget Ben Chilwell? I've no idea, mate. We were talking about him being in this squad. Know, that was last week. <laughs> there we go we've got us five so who out of them five with Mount now gone for Chiwell who is your player that's going to most Madison. likely make it I'm torn between Madison and Cook um, Madison Madison if Madison plays the way Madison, that he Madison's the player from midfield that'll turn and yeah. runs out with the ball and pass the yeah. ball Cook's another sort of player that's Cook's a Jordan Henderson yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm. Hey, I'm not. That's not criticism, by the way. I like it. And if it's fair, I think Cook. I think Cook will end up being better than Henderson. Cook, Cook is a Henderson, and Madison is a Wilshire, and that's what's pushing me towards Madison. I like Madison. Yeah, Madison. I'm agreed is going to be the one. And to be fair, though, my personal love for Jaden Sancho. Oh God, <laughs> I'll, I'll be over the moon when when he makes this England squad. But I think Madison deserves it. Oh, it's hard, it's hard now between Madison and Sancho. I think I'll go Madison now. Fair one. Madison it is. There you go, Dan. Madison is the player that we think is going to be in this squad for definite. And then we've got Sancho, Lewis Cook, Dimari Gray and Ben. Three Leicester players there. Let's just point that out. I'm now, hope, I'm now thinking of dropping Dimari Gray for Mason Mount. <laughs> Too leave late. Now leave as it is. Yeah, leave as it is. <laughs> We're not going back into it. We've done it. <laughs> right. It's time to end this podcast. So, if like everyone that has got in touch with us, you would also like to get in touch with us and send us some fun little questions to build little teams like these people have done, then you can do so by tweeting us using the Twitter handle at Footy Foundry. Or you can find us on Facebook. Football Foundry. Football Foundry. <laughs> or you can go to our website. Thefootballfoundry.com with www in front. And a dot. Um, and be sure to check out our partners, 
the Beautiful Game Network by following them on Twitter. BGNFM. Yes. And finally, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves. They are the official supplier of... Scarves. <laughs> to who? <laughs> MLS, USL and US Soccer Ball. You did it. Nice one. And where's the, what's the website? Roughneckscarves.com. It is indeed. So there you go. You've found all of your social media platforms. We are also doing a FIFA 19 giveaway. You can win yourself a copy of FIFA 19 on any platform you like, PC, PlayStation 4, or even Xbox One. Uh, oh, it's simple what you've got to do. Follow one of the social media platforms that you heard just before. Push the 15-second skip back button if you didn't. And um, just simply follow us on one of them. Leave us a review on either Facebook. You can leave reviews on Podbean by leaving a comment. Or you can even leave reviews on iTunes if you have iTunes. And just leave us a review, simply saying what you think about the podcast, good or bad, either or, just honest opinions, leave your name on it, and that enters you into the giveaway. And then what we will do is everyone that's left us a review, we'll put the names into a hat and draw out the winner on the 25th of September. So make sure you listen out for that. Aye. Yes. And Matt has apparently entered it as well. So you might, you're not going to win. You might want to win. I won FIFA 19. <laughs> Not 17 or 18, like I said last week. I want 19 this time. <laughs> you will get 19. I will, you're right. Through your own right. money. Oh, your own money. Nah. Um, but thanks for listening, everyone, and I suppose we best say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, and we will be with you next week. Round trees, if you're listening, hit me up on Twitter if you want me to sponsor you for fruit pastels. I'm game. Lifetime supply of pastels on it. Because they're most likely listening. <laughs> this podcast is part of Britpot Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or Britpot Scene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.